What's up? Top, 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 go, my man. That's the Southwest Philly, Florida, man. Shout out to my cousin Burn. Shout out to my mom. Be away, all y'all, man. We out here, Southwest. The Southwest Philly, Florida. Only fans, welcome to another episode of the Gola Standard, episode 27. Happy New Year, everyone, to all our listeners. Thank Happy you for New listening Year. and thank you for tuning in once again. Um, in this episode, uh, you know, we're going to talk about, um, you know, LaSalle is currently on COVID pause. Um, their games against Rhode Island SLU um, have been postponed. Um, hopefully that's St. Louis game on yeah. when you say slow, you mean uh, St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the game against VCU on, um, the eighth on Saturday, uh, still on as of now. Um, so we're going to be talking about that, I guess, I mean, I don't know much more we will. Um, but, um, you know, a lot, some stuff's happened, you know, uh, you know, Sharif Kenny left the program, talented, yep. uh, junior, um, Tiger Zay. Uh, I was off the program. Um, and then, you know, LaSalle lost their home opener to Fordham, um, you know, 69-61 on the, the 30th uh, last Thursday. So, um, any other th- things we're going to talk about? Anything I missed out of the, anything? No. Uh, I, I guess we should start off with that loss to Fordham. Um, prior to the game, we knew that Kenny wasn't going to be there. We knew – Tegger wasn't going to be there. And we also knew that Christian Ray wasn't going to be there because he had COVID. Um, so that was, those are three pieces. Well, maybe two out of the three are pieces we really would like to have in the A10 opener. And one yeah. left the program, the other has COVID. And then a third guy also left. So, like, would you say we were shorthanded? I mean, Christian Ray yeah. is a stats guy. Like, he can put up rebounds. Like, he just does a lot of stuff for us. And I feel like, we needed his presence and we did, and there was nobody to fill that, that void. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like Dennis said, so yeah, we're, we'll just get into the Fordham game now, obviously, you know, a battle of two J Red assistants, you know, Ashley Howard was there and then Kyle Neptune, um, yep. you know, Kyle Neptune, I don't know. I, I really, he had a, you know, he was rocking a, a turtleneck. Um, you know, I feel like he rocked it. He looked pretty good in it. That was incredible considering yeah. it's always very hot in there. Um, for to wear a turtleneck and a suit jacket over that was incredible. Ash has yet to wear a suit. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, but I no, don't think right, Ash has right. worn a suit yet. He's gone strictly sweats. Um, when will when will he break out the suits? We're we're waiting. You know, I feel like as no, a Jay Wright assistant, fashion is like part of the deal. Although Jay had worn warm ups, you know, or not warm ups, <laughs> but like track suits the pe- previous games. Like he definitely wasn't dressed up either, but. At what point do you take off the sweats and put on a suit, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, especially, you know, um, if it's not really working. If your team's not winning, maybe you'll try anything yeah. to bring any kind of luck. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like you were saying, you know, LaSalle, you know, they lost Kenny. Um, Kenny's leaving the program. Um, you know, Eze, they were shorthand without Eze. He's leaving the program. Um, and, you know, Christian Ray, I think we eventually found out. Um that uh he had covid so they were shorthanded so yep. i was very surprised to see the you know the starting lineup against fordham um you know to be clifton moore um mamadou Ducore, jack clark um and more gill and um Brickus. yeah i mean that was a lot it's a lot of size um but i mean i give Ash, ashley howard credit um I feel like, you know, up in the first half, you know, we were up 31 to 26. Not really the, um, I don't know, the most uh, prolific offensive performance in the first half. No, no uh, way. But I give Clifton Moore a whole lot of credit. Um, I think it was the best game in his career. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many points he had in the first half, but he ended up with 26. He was, you know, 12 of 17 from the floor. 
Um, even Mamadou Ducore, um, I mean, he's a strong guy, but, you know, he was four or five from the field, 12 points, you know, really good from the um, the field. Um, but other than that, the, the team kind of looked anemic, in my opinion. I want to, you know, I feel like I'm still talking about the first half and everything. Um, so I was, I was, you know, pleased with what I saw in the first half for us yeah. to be up five. I was confident, um, you know, that we had a shot at winning this game. Um, yeah. So, and then what happened? <laughs> I mean, the, this team, first off, we should start by saying like Fordham has revamped their team. Like they're definitely oh, yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. They're not your, your, the Fordham you're used to. Okay. They're not bad that they've been upgraded from bad to, to not that bad or not bad. So we're dealing with a team that I think they pride themselves on defense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it was a sloppy start, I would say, but, but yeah, credit Ash to go at their big men. Clifton had an amazing, what, how many points did you say he had? 26. 26. Yeah. It was incredible. He, he couldn't miss. He had all uh, this, he, the floater was working. Yeah, and usually, like, when he's in the post, like, every single time when he goes for, like, a hook, he, like, shorts, like, he, he hits the rim. Like, yeah. every time it shorts the rim. But, like, for him to, you know, have a performance like that, it was, it was really cool to see and something, you know, completely unexpected. Definitely. Definitely. I guess Ash was going with, like, a bully ball style yeah, he to was, start the game. I feel like the plan worked. It looked like it was working. I guess until it didn't work. But, like you were saying, like, <laughs> um, you know, Fordham, you know, usually they're, you know, the bottom of the bottom A-10 teams. And now they're like one of the, you know, they're slowly making their way forward. They're not, I don't think the bottom of the barrel A-10 team are. I think, you know, no. us you and could, GW, I think. You we're can see the progress. Think, yeah, you so it's progress it. for them. Um, yeah. What what I noticed was um, basically, I, I still think they, they needed Christian Ray. Like, I still think, like, granted, Ducore did his best. Um I think we win that game if we have Christian Ray. I'm going to go ahead okay. and say it. Like that's my that's my first thought that I, comes I to mind. You disagree? Well, you don't? Th- you yeah. still don't think? I think that without Fordham's clutch three point shooting in the second half, we win that game with Christian Ray. You no, know, I, I agree, but I don't know if he stops that. Like, does he stop Quisenberry? Does he stop Navarro? Like, I don't know if like those two guys just killed us. Like they shot. Yeah. Like I pulled out the stats. They shot eight of twelve from three. Um, and Fordham shot like 40% overall. And we shot 25% from three, like 420. And um, yeah. I feel like when you have, and our guards as a whole shot 632 from the floor, which oh. is like 18%. And oh, that's so bad. Like, when I'm looking at all, all these box scores and they're watching these games, I don't know, this team isn't shooting like I feel like, you know, they did last year, which wasn't great, but. I just feel like these guys are so inconsistent. They're so hot and cold. They're not – it's like, oh, some games will go up, but against like – like, I don't know. I got to say like A-10 competition and like they'll go quiet. Like, yeah. Um, like Nickelberry came off the bench. I think he was one of five. Berkus was one of six. Um, it, it's going to be hard when you get anemic type of performances from your offense. Like I know Ashley Howard, I think they're saying that you know their defense is their identity. Um oh, we got it. There's no way. I mean, against I, Fordham. I think it is. I think it is. I, I, like this team, that's what it is. Because it's all we have, I guess. It's all we it's have. It's horrible. It's like the lesser of it's two. the less, yeah, the better of the two evils. Because <laughs> their offense is I feel really bad. Um that's sad so, that our guards did not play like at home. I, I expect at home Nickelberry to light it up. Like I feel like he typically hits a few threes. He was nowhere to be found. I don't. I feel like he kind of, you know, shies away and, and is kind of invisible against you know relevant or more relevant teams. Like he's beat. Up, he's been good against like Holy Cross and you know their Ken Palm is fairly Dickinson plus and fairly Dickinson who's three hundred plus. Um, I mean Penn. Everyone's all like the Penn wins our biggest you know win of the year and I mean. I think they're 200 some, which we are. I mean, that's not anything to like hold your hat on. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of our players and, you know, he's our leading scorer. And I feel like he's really consistent and against the better teams, he kind of is invisible and, um, and we could use his type of contributions against these other teams. And 
It's just not happening. So, you know, when he's not on, and you know, we're going to have a long night offensively. Do you think we were outcoached against Fordham? I don't think we were. I feel like it wasn't like – I feel like it was it was close and it was it was, it was was up to the players to perform. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I didn't hmm? – at first I was like, what is this starting lineup? At first I was like, Ash, what are you doing, man? What is this starting lineup? And then as the game progressed, I was like, okay, I, I kind of understood why he went this route. Um, in the end, it didn't matter. We still lost. But I do feel like – I mean, the second half, Fordham's bench was louder than our bench. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a reflection of like Ashley's Ashley Howard's coaching or something like that. But like the tempo is different. Kyle Neptune maybe is a better uh, what do you want to call it? Like a leader, like a vocal leader, maybe. Like or yeah, no, I definitely saw it. Like on the sidelines, I feel like he was more vocal with the refs. Like he was like, would you, know, you say he uh, he was out? He he coached better than Ashley. Like who is the better coach um, here? Because we always want to talk about. Uh, Jay Wright assistants. Like, who do you yeah. think was the better Jay Wright assistant tonight or that night? Um, you know, I, I I actually do agree with you, and I'm not just saying that because, um, I feel like you know I'm I'm very critical of uh, the coach. Um, but you know, up five at half, and then you know they go on like an uh, I don't know if it was an eight zero run. I might have an eight run to start the first half. Yeah. You know, the first like ninety seconds, they scored eight points and they were up, and then. Neptune called a head, um, he called a timeout, yeah, and it kind of changed the whole dynamic of the game. It changed momentum, you know, for them, you know, had the momentum after that. And I don't, you know, let us have a really big drought, yeah. So, to answer your question, I feel like Ashley Howard had a pretty good game plan for the most part. Um, because I feel like he knows, like, I gotta give him a lot of credit because I don't know what it is, um, you know, through his tenure so far. That like I don't know if he uses the um, the non conference like a preseason to like see what he actually has and then he like changes like everything he has like it's like crazy I think like he changed the whole dynamic I would have no idea Mamadou was starting yeah like no I mean I guess the other guys all would have started well with Ray out I think it made him do a lot of crazy stuff like we didn't notice yeah. Ray was out right yeah. away and the so thing when is, we did we're like okay it kind of makes sense that they I'm curious how much time like he. I'm wondering how much time he had. Like, when did he find out that Ray wasn't going to be able to go? Oh, yeah. I'm curious how much time he had. And he's like, oh, let me go, Mamadou. Or, like, I'm just like, I did not expect that kind of game plan. You know, you're not starting your leading scorer, Nickelberry. Um, right. You know, he spent all this time, you know, I feel like conducting this game plan. You know, he had nine days off, and then it's like they still lose by eight. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Any way you could slice and dice it, you know, if you would have had Kenny and Nickelberry, you know, if Kenny didn't leave and make it offensive, you know, would it still have been the same kind of outcome? Like, he has all wow. these different pieces, and they all play about, like, I don't know, just say, like, 25 to 30 minutes. And they're all mediocre like, sometimes. Yeah, they're all mediocre. And it's like, whatever way you slice and dice and you coach it up, it's like you lose the same way. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I thought he coached a decent game up until, like, the first half, but then they fell apart. And I'll just say they didn't execute it enough. Yeah. It was um, on the players on the court, probably. I, that's what like, I, I lean towards. I lean towards them like not executing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, they did. Sh- I don't know. I'm just kind of. Yeah. I mean, I was uh, saying to Rich uh, before the pod that Ashley is like a mad scientist or like a madman. And like he like either either he, he had no time to prepare because of Ray's uh, being Ray being out. Or he had a ton of time and he like overthought it a lot. I feel like was like thinking like next level, like like in his in the lab late night, just like mm-hmm. working no, on this I- team and this roster. And no matter whatever whatever way he re- went, like if he had short notice or he had all this time to prepare, it still result would have probably resulted in a loss because of just how this team's built. Like exactly. he just plugs and plays all these random things. Like you should, if if I was a, a D one athlete and I was playing basketball for a coach and I and I was starting. And then the next game, I wasn't like, I just don't know how yeah. I would feel like mentally. Also, the substitutions are so frequent, so frequent. Also, maybe that's normal. Maybe I'm just like overanalyzing it, but it just feels like nobody can get into a rhythm. Nobody can can build a cohesive unit at this. You know, these guys are just change in and out, in and out all the time. And there's no there's no cohesion whatsoever. And that 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 falls on Ash, of course, but it also makes me wonder if if these guys are just not cut out to be 
you know, <laughs> starters. It's like, are they better sixth man of the year? Are we, are we just going to keep getting sixth man of the year awards because Josh Nickelberry is going to, is going to break 20, like three, three games the season, but he's going to be on the bench for the other, you know, 15. It's like, is he, is that like the award that we're going to be giving out every year? It's like, we've got guys, but they're all just like sixth men of the year candidates. They're not like all a 10 team candidates. Like it just must be so difficult. And I feel fresh. I keep saying it. I feel like this is a broken record. I, I always feel sorry for him because of just, it, it cannot be easy, especially during the COVID era and transfers people leaving halfway through. Um, he's trying to do what he can. And it's just, it's never, it seems like it's not going to work no matter which route he takes, no matter which, whatever design he has in place, it, it always results in a loss. Like there's no, yeah. there's no like formula yet. He hasn't found any kind of winning formula in my opinion. No, no. But um, yeah, like, I feel like, you know, if we were, if I was to ask you going to the Fordham game, you know, you would have been surprised that, you know, Mamadou Ducore was starting, you know, over Nickelberry, even if, you know, if we knew that, you know, Christian Ray was um, not playing because he had I'd COVID. be surprised. Yeah. You know, I would be surprised that, you know, Matt McFarlane played 19 minutes. Yeah. No. Um, that was surprising. That was pretty surprising to see too. Like Matt McFarlane came in and, and played pretty well. For, for all intents and purposes, like, right. Like he, he did a pretty decent job. Um, so I appreciated that, that addition. And, and I hope he becomes like a big part of it. Um, I thought Brantley had a great game and then I looked at his stats. He didn't like his stats were like pretty mediocre. He, he shot worse than, didn't he shoot worse than Brickus? Yeah. I mean, he was, he was two of 11. I mean, Brickus oh. was one of six. I mean, he, I don't know. So they're both bad percentage wise. Um, <laughs> What is up with that? Like our guards are supposed to be like pretty pretty good. Like we 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 like to say that our our strengths were our guards. Um, I know that's what I thought, but that has since changed. So yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like that the loss of Kenny like really hurts. Um, yeah, that's the bottom line. You're absolutely right. Like, like there's no slice in that. It's a big loss, and I feel like you know. I don't know what actually Howard's deals in, but like, I feel like he's a guy who always should start. He should always start. Like for me, like Brick is the point, then Kenny, then Clark, and then Moore and um, Ray. Like that should be your starting lineup. But you know, he messed around and like hunked and dunked, take him out. Like he'll put him on the bench and then games you won't play. And then like, I don't know, it's just frustrating that, you know, I feel like he was a pretty talented two guard. Um, I know sometimes his body language, you know, didn't really seem like he was interested in the game. Um, it's kind of it's sad for that to lead the program. Um, and I wish him the best. I feel like he's a talented player. Um, but you know, just going back on this team, I feel like Jack Clark has been such a disappointment. I feel like his yeah. body language, like I don't know, it looked like it kind of like frustrates me because I feel like he has all this talent. Um. And I feel like he never puts together. He's very inconsistent. Like what, some games will be on, like, you know, I'll shoot, you know, 60%. And then some games will shoot like 20%. I would like to see the stats that show when, when Jack Clark shoots uh, above a certain percentage, what our winning, what our winning percentage is. You know what I mean? I feel like it's pretty good. Yeah. Like when Jack, I feel like when Jack plays well, we win. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. No, you don't think so. I thought like maybe like, or, or we keep it close. I don't know. Yeah, no, 18 books. 18 points against Bucknell, and we still lost. So, still lost. Um, yeah, scratch that. I don't know. I feel like strike that from the record. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, but the thing is, that kind of like frustrates me. Like, when you look at this team, you think like our guards are our strengths, but now without um, Kenny, um, you know, I would have never thought like our strength is our front court. Like, I never going into the season, I always said that was our weakness. And if we yep. didn't have like Clifton Moore in this game, if he didn't have the game of his life, we would have got blown out. Yep. And I never thought we would come, to, it would come to that. Like, I never thought that, you know, going into Fordham, we get 38 of our points from Moore and Decore. So, no way. like, no chance I, that would I don't even know happened. what the thing So, I would, I would have never thought that. Like, yeah. you got to be crazy to think that, that, you know, 38 points. 
and whatever percentage that is 60 some percent like that i would never have thought that so like i mean i give ash credit if he if he thinks that you know we got to give touches the big man's we got to limit possessions because you know we just can't shoot our guards aren't good enough um so we got to play bully ball and that's the way to win i would have never thought that was kind of the formula so yeah Fordham's guards were so much better dude Fordham's guards are so much better and that says a lot we're we're in a we're in deep trouble if our guards can't even play with Fordham (laughs) I mean I don't know you know we found out I think the day after that um I think we'd be going on COVID pause so maybe they were sick during that game or who knows what was you know happening so I mean, I don't know. I know Gil. I mean, I was I guess before, you know, Gil got hurt. He only played six minutes. I thought he was a, you know, he passed well well, but I mean, I know in the Fordham game early, um, I know he had a couple early turnovers, but yeah. uh, I hope he's okay. Me too. Um, we need Gil coming to the game. We need Gil he badly. Plays pretty good defense. Yeah. The um the other thing I we should I mean enough. I'm done talking about Fordham personally. It really sucks to lose to Fordham the first game of the season. Um, um, let me I, say do you have any thing. other thoughts about it? Yeah, I just want to say, wanna, like, I yeah. give, you know, just like you were saying, I, I just thought that, you know, Neptune, uh, I think Neptune is going to be the better, you know, build of assistant. I think he's going to be the better head coach going forward. Um, yeah. You know, we thought we got, you know, Jay's, you know, prize assistant. And I think Neptune, Neptune's going to, I think Neptune, I think Neptune's going to turn Fordham around. Um, must be nice make him somewhat irrelevant you yeah. know given a few years i think i think he's got what it takes yeah. um you know i give you know that josh cologne um navarro he's a heck of a player he's a little pest yeah um, he's ever he's a great job he was clutch um and we didn't really have an answer for him i mean quisenberry they shot the ball well so you know i give you know i give for him a lot of credit yeah. um but yeah, like I just want to tie a bow on it and you know it's things to start the conversation no and one. But um yeah, and I th- I think it's gonna be a, a long A ten season. Hopefully we'll play as many games as we can, you know, given um, you know, the COVID pause and everything going yeah. on right now. Yeah. It sucks that we might not see like a full body of work if there's more COVID pauses, right? Like oh, that's a good thing. That might be a good, I, thing. good thing. Yeah, it might yeah. be a good thing, especially for actually elves. Yeah, in, in year four, this is a very important year for most. Um, if you're looking to say, you know, hot seat or not, like can him or not. And if we are going to pause, we paused two games so far. If that continues, I feel like we have to punt on letting Ashley Howard go. I mean, aside from all of the financial issues and all the other things that we talked about, and we, ha- we might not even be able to afford to let him go. I feel like it kind of pushes it to year five, year six, just because of COVID. You know what I mean? Which is a really yeah, bump. Yeah. I, I would say you're yeah. I mean it sucks. I'm it really yeah, sucks. I feel like he's kind of no offense. I feel like he's kind of dodging a bullet. Yeah. Um if he gets like a sixth year, let alone yeah. um if he like a fifth year. But uh I, I hope it's not another two years because of this. I mean, I would think, you know, if they only play a handful, I don't know, maybe say if they play eight to ten, eight, ten games, maybe give them, you know. I would assume it was a five-year contract and then, you know, let them, you know, let them, you know, um, go to the end of the contract. But, yeah, I don't know. we'll see what happens. Hopefully we play, I don't know, as many games as we can, given COVID yeah. and it ramping up and Omicron and everything. Yeah. COVID aside, I mean, we lost Kenny. That leaves only Christian Ray is the last guy remaining from Ashley Howard's first recruiting class at LaSalle. So Jared yeah. Kimbrough, like, all right. like, list them all. There's so many so guys. Like, like what do you, like, what do you, all right. So like, you know, I think another thing I wanted to talk about right now, you know, I just talked about, we talked about the Fordham game. So I kind of want to go into like the state of the program. Yeah. Um, you know, like we just said, Ashley Howard's in year four. You no, know, he's five and six right now. Um, you know, own one in conference play. There's only been like three games played in conference um, right now, which kind of which stinks. But we got one of them. But you know, we just lost Fordham. <laughs> so, like, I mean, right now, everyone, I guess, the best win was over Penn. Not great. Around, no. I think. I mean, they'd be a little better than us, but not great. 
Um, you know, most of your wins are over, you know, high 200, low, the mid 300 Kempom teams, which is, which is teams should be, um, you know, get embarrassed by, you know, Temple and Villanova. I mean, I thought they their best game was probably against Delaware, who was, I think, in the 130s. Last time I checked the Kempom, yeah, decent. But um, I just feel like, I mean, this program, I feel like it's just a sinking ship. Um, yeah. made literally. But I just think there's way too much turnover with the, within the program right now. And um, I feel like too many common themes. Like, you know, you know, year two, at the end of the year, you know, you had Ed Croswell leaving the program. And, you know, right now he's a senior at Providence and he's doing well. You know, I think if he was still here, he'd probably get more time than he is at Providence. You know, year three, you know, last year was, you know, you had Brandon Stone leaving. You had Andy Akeem leaving. You had, you know, Kimbrough, you know, leading at the end of the year. And then, you know, Beattie and Spencer left. You know, they were um, like grad grad transfer. So not as bad about them. But, you know, year four, you keep that theme going. And, you know, Sharif Kenny and Tegra leaving. Like when you have – when you have a um, – you keep seeing that over and over and over again. Like you can't build sustainability – and a program like that, if you guys in and out, like you were yeah. saying, like, and their best, some of their best guys too. They're not yeah, just some like of their best average. guys. Like Kenny, uh, like Kenny was one of their better players. And I feel like, like, you know, this team is found, it doesn't have an identity. We said that year after year after year, and you wait for it to happen. And I know it's very difficult to build a sustainable product here, you know, at LaSalle with the facilities, with a financial issue, with, you know, no president with, I mean, especially, um, yeah, especially with the facilities and everything and they're outdated and, you know, the 810 is, you know, getting more and more competitive and, you know, we don't have some of the resources that other schools have. So it's harder and harder to repeat. So I know it's very difficult and I know, you know, Ashley Howard's, you know, pulling out as many stops as he can, but obviously it's just not good enough to be able to compete in um, a top 10, um, you know, basketball league in college basketball. Um, yeah. So I don't know where that leaves us, you know, going forward, but it's just a shame, you know, I give, you know, you know, at the time, you know, Jeannie was fired, Dr. John. You thought you know this was the splash hire. Everyone thought this was the guy, and yep, um, it's just or, kind of a so far. It's been yeah, totally. We've been totally wrong on that. Like, I wish sometimes I wish G was still our coach. Sometimes I think about like what could have been. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but this this was the, the the pick. This was the top assistant to get. So it is what it is at this point. I feel like. As a whole, this team is just, it's very difficult to support. You know what I mean? It's very difficult to support. The losses combined with, the losses on the court combined with the losses off the court um, is just really disheartening. And it makes you wonder, like, what's next? And we've talked about that at length, about what's next with this team. Like, do we do Pat Chambers route? Do they extend or they just keep it rolling with, with Ash and hope, hope for the best where they announce a new arena. They, who knows what could happen. Um, A lot of the crazy things could happen from now until, you know, two years from now. And, and we really, it's very difficult to support. It's honestly treating it like this could be the last time we see LaSalle in the A-10. Like we could honestly walk into the Gola every time to watch a game with that mindset. Like what what's going to happen next? We really don't you know. You just don't know. It's it's a mystery every game on the court and off yeah. the court. It is a mystery every week. So it's just very difficult to support something like that when you know that there's total like COVID, every all of these factors just make it insanely difficult to to like follow and have positivity. You know what I mean? And and then yeah. there's teams that are doing really well. Shame, that's a shame that teams that are like perhaps going to be the best team in the a 10 and then boom COVID pause like that sucks but it, it's worse for us because we have like all these other issues going on too like the whole school you know what i mean so i feel bad for everybody but it, it if it i think it affects LaSalle a lot more than the yeah, other no, schools it does, like the schools that can't really you know if, um you know they're not doing well as it is and let alone have you know can't afford you know, <laughs> you know 
if you know life was back to normal and you know people were you know more students were on campus and like LaSalle can't afford any kind of setback and um you know it's very difficult it's just like it's very difficult you know to coach LaSalle I mean I feel like overall, I'll just say overall, I feel like the big five is kind of like dead. Yeah. yeah. Rothstein was, you know, at Temple, like oh, that was so Temple funny. yesterday and saying they have 2,000 people and against, you know, number 12, Houston. But come on, like, you know, the Eagles are the Eagles were on. Parade. But I, I feel like it's just dead. Yeah. In the goal arena. Like no one's there. Like, you know, we're, th- we're you know, in our 30s and it's all these old people and it's like, I'm chanting defense and you're going, hey, hey, you know, we're the only people like besides the bench, the bench trying to give energy. You know, we were students. We were one of like eight people standing. And now, you know, it's like it's break, but like no one gives a shit about like it's just yeah. sad how dead it is. Yeah. Um, And I know you like, you know, this when you're two of our podcast, you know, when we started this podcast, you know, we obviously call it the goal standard. And, you know, the negative to that was, you know, the goal standard being the Tom goal arena being kind of a punching bag. Yep. Um, you know, for these a 10 teams going in there, cause it's like a high school gym on the third floor. And you know, now I feel like people are laughing at us with a smoke machine and the L the neon L and the paint, you know, yeah. Putting like, you know, lipstick on a pig and everything. So it's like, it's frustrating. Um, yeah. To see Pe- that on the message feel- boards, all I see is like, Who's leaving next? Like, which player is going to leave yeah. next? You know what I mean? Like, it's always in our yeah, thoughts. It's just a shame because, you know, when we were there, you know, 2012, 2013, they were – I feel like we had an impact. Um, You know, we made the NIT. We yeah. made NCAA tournament. But now, like, after John, it's just like a sinking ship. Um, So, I'm – I just don't – I'm very kind of concerned about the program. It's dead in there. There's no energy. There's no life. I know they're trying. I mean – I don't know if it's trying with a smoke machine, but like there's just it's just I don't know it's a pathetic environment in there, and um, like I don't blame like anybody for not going. Like I'm kind of fed up myself. Like, uh oh, you know I'm you know I'm a season ticket holder. I've been one of the things since I graduated, and it's like, Rich, like, are you out? Are you out? Like if I can, I keep seeing like the same level of ineptitude. I feel like. I don't know if I can get season tickets again. Like yeah. that's such a bad product. Like that says a I lot for know. us too. No, like I, for us to be saying it, because we've seen a lot of bad products. A it's lot a bad product. Like it, it's a very inept. It's very inept. It's an up to all I see is ineptitude. Um, and I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm you know, pretty honest, and I'm not gonna like lie. Yeah, you're the most positive person at the beginning of the season. You're always I was. I thought, you know, I had the stretch goal um, (laughs) because I want this team. No, I don't know. I guess I'm a homer, but it's just just a shame. What if Um, they go out there? What if they go out there against VCU on Saturday? The next game should be VCU. Yeah, um, because that's enough time to get COVID out of the way, and um, they'll they'll get VCU at the goal. Uh, What if they win that game? What What would you say then? Um. Is it just kind of like a distraction from the elephant, like the elephant in the room? Like we're, we're still, I feel like it'd be a blip. Like, yeah, just a blip. Because for me, I don't, I really see them winning like three games in May 10. And then again, you'll know how many games they're going to play. You're right. Like, I'm going to say like three now. I, I just don't see it. Like, they're going to have a tough time. I mean, I talk about an attitude. That's going to be a defensive, like, I don't like, like, that's going to be, like in the 40s or 50s like that game's gonna be so ugly yeah we might not score like we might might not break 20 at half probably right like i could see that happening it's we're really excited (laughs) first one but like just going back to the state of the program um i just feel like i know you know ash howard has had a tough time uh, like i'm saying you know not the greatest facilities in the world obviously um, you know, the school's not doing well financially, but I feel like I just haven't seen any kind of development, you know, um, you know, I have this kind of list in front of me. I feel like development's been just horrible. Like yeah. player development's horrible. Like Jack Clark, 
I know it wasn't Ashley Howard's guy, but 9.5 points first year, 9.9, 8.8. Like, you can't go down. Like, I'm going to see a two-point increase every year. I feel like that's fair to do so. Yeah. You know, Clifton Moore, I mean, year one, year two, I'll give him credit. Clifton Moore does a good job. Kimbrough, who also, you know, I'll just, I'm just going to list the guys. If you want to yeah. at me saying, I forgot this guy and gotcha. I know you forgot Saul Fury. You forgot these. Go ahead. You know, we'll just add to my case, whatever. It doesn't really. I'm just listening guys who played on their Ashley Howard for at least two years to have, you know, a comparison, like say, you know, it was stagnant in his growth. Kimbrough, five point five points first year, 4.4, 5.9. Like it just down, downhill. Beatty, 7.7, 10.7, 8.8. Like there's no development. Spencer, 8.9, 7.0. But at Croswell, 4.6, 10.0, and then he's gone, right? The one, one of yeah. our better players. He saw his value, court. and he's like, I'm, I'm a free agent now. So, wow. I mean, he's good for him. Providence is, you know, they're in the top 25. I give him credit. He's going to be um, dancing. For sure. So, that they were guys that, you know, um, Ash inherited, and they transferred in before, I think, you know, Ash got there. You know, and then we're including class one. You have Kenny, 7.8, 9.6, 8.7. 8. Like, up and then slanting down, and then he's gone. Stone is gone. Hakeem's gone. And then Ray, you know, 4.5, 7.5, 5.8. Like there's been a decline. Like you can't build a program and be successful if your players are going downhill. Like not like scoring's everything, but like you should be average, be able to average like two points more every year. And I feel like that's fair. And this, they're not doing it. Yeah, you're like, right. And, you know, Brickus. 8.8, 9.5. I mean, there's this trajectory. Gill, 6.1, 5.5, stagnant. Yep. And then, you know, is a 0.9, 1.3, and then he's gone. Um, Do you think that so, that is also a product of just, like I said earlier, Ashley just subbing guys in and out left and right? Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Crazy. Like they couldn't get into roles. a rhythm. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, why can't you just stick with five and just go through the growing pains? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I from now on and out. Just five guys. I want to see Bonaventure style. Five guys. They play way more minutes than everyone else. And they play the bulk of the minutes and they figure it out together. And then we get two guys come in when they need them. Like, and that's kind of what happened because guys are leaving. It's kind of naturally happening that way because people don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> people are piecing out. So it's just like, Ash, I think you have to do that. I think he needs he's to not like you thought he was going to do that when like Kenny is a left. And then, you know, he's given minutes to Mamadou. He's given minutes to McFarlane. Um, McFarlane. I mean, Shep's playing. They're still playing 10 guys, even though two left. Why? Come on. Like you upperclassmen. This is your I, time. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, this I, is I, it. I agree with you. I would want, like I was saying before, like my five, you know, all of them aren't here anymore because of Kenny, but I would play Brickus. Brickus, Kenny, Clark, Kimbrough, or it's, Kimbrough, it's, it's like they don't want to be leaders. More. Like, like it's like this is too much, man. I'm out. Like, I don't want to be the guy here or something. Like, they hit a certain point. <laughs> it's like, Kimbrough hit a certain point. Kimbrough is awesome, and he's like, I'm out. Like, I'm fed up. And everybody, Kenny, sixth man, and then he's like, I'm out. I'm fed up. It's like they reach a certain point, and there's something, something, something happens. Okay. Something happens where Ash is like, you're going to do this. You're going to take the next step. And they're like, no, I'm out. It's like, what, what, like, what are they saying? What is he saying to them yeah, to make them leave know. so, so abruptly or not yeah. abruptly. Honestly, we kind of thought that they were going to leave and we're, we're ready for more people to leave. Like, it's just like, how are you nurturing these kids? Are you just slamming them? Like, are you just like going at them or are they actually growing the right way? Like the best they can. You know what I mean? There's a good way to be a leader and a bad, like there's a good way to teach and a bad way to teach right now. It feels like Ashley Howard is teaching them in the bad, in a bad way that does not help them. And it, and it makes them want to leave and find a, a more loving program. So whatever methods are happening, I feel like they're just not working. And, yeah. and then you look at the coaching. We mentioned this, the other pod, you look at the coaching, there's all these guys that are, you know, we've got Pat Chambers coming in. He's taken on a role. He's moved Donnie Carr down. Like how as a, those leaders are being challenged by Ashley Howard and, and maybe Baptiste, everything's being shuffled around. So it's like, yeah, I, who knows? It, it, it definitely rubs players the wrong way there. Like I, I just, I just really hope that a few of them stick it out. A few of them stick it out because honestly, if you stay four years at this point, you're the guy. You're going to become the guy. 
they're going to write articles about you and, and you'll become the guy you might average still average nine points a game but you're going to be supposedly like the go-to our best player yeah. so you, you you'll be forced to develop you know what i mean yeah no, uh, i don't like, know what, i'm kind of what like, point it's like by junior I'm year they're of, out you know what I'm, i mean it's yeah, like a three-year plan not a four-year plan like three years and, and they, they they graduate or transfer out <laughs> that's what it feels like no that that's really well said that's like kind of what it is um what is senior day going to look like when we have senior day? I don't even know. I'd have to go through the roster once again. I mean, Moore is the only senior, but you know, he's, um, you know, he's been, the, you know, he's played two years, you know, you know, Ray would be a senior, you know, if he's here next year and it seemed yeah. like he w- will. Um, uh, and that's it. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, Ray, like I was saying, they're, all those three guys are gone. I mean, Mamadou, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, back to what I was saying. So, you know, this is his third recruiting class. You know, Brantley's averaging seven, Shepard 4.2, McFarland 2.8. Like, that recruiting class isn't something that you can kind of build a program around. Those players, I mean, I know they're young. I feel like they're very complimentary pieces. Yeah. Like Brantley's raw, Nick, or yeah, Brantley's raw, Shepard's kind of raw. Like, I don't know, in two years, if they can be, you know, key contributors to the program but i kind of just don't see it i mean i know you know i feel like brick is is i don't know i'm just kind of and then year four you know you have nickelberry transferred in averaging you know a little less than 12 and then decore i mean i just feel like this program's in not really good shape um yeah this guy is like, not you don't the really limit. know your role like if i'm a player like all right i feel like ray kind of knows i feel like ray kind of has consistent minutes but like other than that, do you really know, like, how, how much, like, if you're, uh, I don't know, who should I say? If you're, if you, I'll say, if you're Brantley, do you really know how many minutes you're going to play on a given game? No. Like, if you're Nickelberry, do you know, like, am I starting today? Am I going to play, like, 15? Am I going to play 20? Am I going to play 25? Like, you'll no know. Clue. No clue. I feel like that's not good as an athlete because I feel like, you know, from some teams, you know, Bonaventure, you know, that whole, you know, you know what you're going to sign up for. Yeah. You know, you know Laughlin's going to play the whole, like, a good chunk, you know, um, Holmes, Asuna, um, yeah, you're right. Welch, and Attaway, they're all going to play a good chunk of minutes. For LaSalle, you have no idea how, you know, the minutes um, are going to be distributed. Like, Richmond, you know, St. Joe's, you know, like, you know, Funk, and you know, um, uh, Jordan Hall is going to play, you know, Eric Reynolds and, yeah, they forced down. You don't they're trial no by fire. They have trial by fire, right? You like know, they be exactly. They grew through the pains. St. Joe's was terrible. They were so bad. And guess what? He stuck with them. He's that's a great case study, Rich. That's a great point. St. Joe's is a great case study for us because we know how bad they were. We nah, all know how bad they were. I, we were making I fun did. of them. And now those I same disagree. guys are are really good. Like no, they but just I, but I they feel just like killed Rich. I don't know, as much as I was like, I don't think I was talking to you about it and crushing um, Hawk Talk, that podcast, but like we don't have we don't have a Jordan Hall. We don't have a Taylor Funk. We don't have not yet. Uh, they got to develop it. They got to bring him out. Yeah. I mean, I develop him. We don't like, have it. Uh, Eric Reynolds. Um, I guess, I guess Ashley literally has nobody. Like the cupboard's still bare. So he's still like Ash. Ash doesn't have anybody. So he has to piece it together every game because he doesn't know who he know. has. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, For an A10 school, that should not happen. That that is that is what that is what MAC teams do. That is what I mean. That's I don't even. Yeah, I'm that's kinda, what CAA teams do, man. Even say CAA teams have like a core five. Oh, absolutely, like, they have a core five. Like they don't. <laughs> it's like you spin the wheel. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. Mama that's all I got, man. Today. That's that's all I got. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like we covered it all. It's just the yeah. same thing, man. Rinse and repeat. New new year, but the same team. That's what yeah, I, I just don't. I'm kind of like worried about school. I'm I'm really worried. Like, I don't know. I'm starting to like think about this. Like, like, do you think like it's like the next time we go into Tom Arena? Like, could that be the last time we're actually going in there? Because you <laughs> just like never know. Yeah, you like, really don't. I really could. I I don't know. I just. You don't hear anything. Um, That's why we've been going to games a lot. I feel like Rich and I have yeah. made a point to go to try to go to every game we can. Yeah. And because uh, I really, you really never know this day and age. 
this day and age, uh, there's so many factors. So they got to get a president. Once they get a president, I'll feel a little bit better because they'll, they'll release some sort of statement. He'll, he or she will talk about the school and give us their mindset and bring some optimism, something enough to hold us over for this year, for 2022. Yeah. You know, a little, little <laughs> optimism in the holster for once because right now there's none. There's none. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I kind of want some optimism. I mean, I just don't see it. And I don't know if I'm being too brutal. I feel like I kind of tell what that is. I hope I kind of have that a vibe. Um, but yeah. yeah, this is what I kind of see. And I feel like it's fair. And you can call me out and, you know, DM us if you feel otherwise. We would love to hear your, everybody's thoughts. I know that there's um, some LaSalle fans that follow us. And we would like to hear what they think. Because we see the message boards. We see the comments and everything. It's It's mainly just like, Ash has got to go. It's time. It's time. But think about the big picture. Think about the school as a whole right now. Do you really want to pay him off right now? To you, Firing him means you have to pay him or buy him out or whatever you want to call it. And the university probably is not equipped for that right now. So think about the big picture. Think about how we can somehow figure this one out. Obviously, the bottom line is giving money to the university. There's no president. So I really do think it all starts with starting with the pre- like a new president. Uh, I'm I'm not kind of I'm not gonna go full bore like full fire ash right now. Like we have a Twitter account, yeah. we can mobilize pretty quickly if we want to go with a fire ash campaign. But I don't think we're at that point yet. Okay, I think we need I'm... to we need to get a president. We need a president, which is so funny to say. <laughs> first things first, hire a president, and and try and turn the ship around from from the university down. We'll see what happens. That that's my thought when. But, but please, please reach out to us and, and we'd love to hear your thoughts about what you think this university should do next. If you were in the driver's seat, what would you do? Um, and yeah, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of like after this season, I would kind of, I would cut bait. Um, if you had money, if, if, if money wasn't a factor, I mean, you got to consider that part. No, I, I think if I'm the new president, I don't, you know, you or not you, you know, the university as a whole, <laughs> You know, they cut all those programs. They cut yeah. the baseball team who was doing well in order to pour resources into the basketball program. And the basketball program has been a disaster. Yes. And I don't see, like, the thing is, I don't see it getting any better. Like, no. when you have consistent turnover and guys losing the program and you as a new coach, you know, you have this recruiting class, four guys in it, and you, you're – in you know the junior year you're in year three of these players and there's only one four left you can't build a foundation like i and then the year two guys um i don't know your two guys one of them's already gone like yeah we're backtracking to back to where we were (laughs) i don't i mean what you said i know we aren't we don't have we're not great financially like you know, if you want to ride out contract, but the thing is, like, I don't know, like, I don't know the vision. Like, if I'm the president, if I'm president accepting that job, I feel like, then again, I guess I'm kind of basketball centric, but you not basketball centric. Yeah, I'm just saying no. Like, I don't take this job unless I'm like, you know what? You dedicate a lot of resource. You told all these programs. You know the baseball, the softball. Um, I don't know if swimming got. They brought back um, swimming, right? Yeah, I don't know, but you kicked all those programs out. Basketball's still here, and not only basketball's still here, but you kicked all those programs out to put more resources in basketball. And basketball is looking hard. Like I don't take this job if I'm the new president. If I have a new coach, I have new facilities. Um, if I don't, or at least. I don't have a, let's announce the plan, like, or I'm not taking it. And that's probably what, why this thing is still, you know, no one wants it because, and who knows, who knows, but um, yeah, that would be my opinion. Cause I feel like if you have a new facility, you know, you could, you know, pump revenue. Like I think people would come in, come into it, new coach, it'd be buzzing because obviously, you know, you talk about academics, you know, the business school, they put the 50 million and who knows, I don't yeah, think huge, big business school. I don't know, you know, besides the academic reasons, but athletically, if I'm talking about athletics and I'm like, oh, you know, what's your staple basketball and, you know, the coach isn't doing like I'm saying, I don't take the job unless 
That's that's what I'm saying. That's I'm whoever saying, that's takes this job open because no one can answers about it. Yeah, whoever takes this you know, job Baptiste will be. Is in, I don't know where Baptiste is. Yeah, this is it though, Rich. This is it. This president, whomever they will hire, is literally the only, the the person that will save the university or will kill it. Isn't that crazy? Because Colleen basically like knocked it out on unconscious. We're on the operating table right now. This president support. We need to be revived. Yeah, life support. So this president can pull the plug or try and revive it. So I cannot wait to I see agree. what happens. And and, that, and then everything, including Ashley Howard, and all of that will follow. So it's honestly all up to them. So let's let's all just say a prayer that we get a really good president. A fabulous president. Pray for us. Love Jesus in our hearts forever. <laughs> like that Like that was that, no, like that. That's how like LaSalle and their mess. It's like that, yeah, that's what we need to be praying. Yep. For this to happen. And then man i don't know um we'll see yeah we'll see man that's all i got i feel like it was a that was a decent pod we're just like yeah, rambling on new year i'm so optimistic you know <laughs> something out optimistic 2022 yeah yeah uh, so so yeah that's it man thanks for <laughs> listening once again and we'll be back once again after a few more games hopefully no covid pauses for the vcu game that's a big one that's a big one that's a huge prove it game for ash we need to win we need to keep it close at least. You know what I mean? Right, yep. Competitive. No blowouts. Otherwise, Ash is gone to, to most people. Um, so we'll see what happens, and then hopefully they can string a, f- a few more competitive games. But if not, we won't be surprised. Um, yeah, maybe we'll have like a like a mailbag episode. In the, yeah, let's mix it up. up. Or maybe we'll, you know, you know, have someone on, or maybe we'll have Morelli on because they play St. Joe's. On more than thirteen day, they're know, not bad. So St. Joe's ain't we'll, bad. You know, so. I know we had Morelli on last year, and you know we were talking about you know year two of Lang, year three of Howard, and I feel like now they're kind of going in opposite directions, um, unfortunately. Yep. But yep, we'll so, we'll see. We'll see. Thanks for listening once again. Please like, rate, subscribe, follow back, tweet at block, report, whatever you want to do. Let us know. Talk to us. And uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, it's a great day to be an explorer. Fight on.